0: It's Empire 133. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm your host,
1: Brett Elston. Uh, King of Bartertown, Chris <laughs> no, Antista. Much better. Dave Frogboy Rudden. We have to differentiate because off, off mic, Dave is like, is this inspired by Mad Max? No. No. that's Master Blaster, Master Blaster. he uh, runs Butter Town which Blaster the, Master the name of
0: the game you can tell rooted in the
1: 80s uh, <laughs> this and Mega Man both mm-hmm.
0: you're like oh that's, that's from the I East.
1: still think it's a great name
0: it, it's a good name because mm-hmm.
1: it rhymes in an 8 year old game yeah right? well yeah. I mean I don't know like just in terms of what, what is the Japanese title again? so
0: in Japan <laughs> uh, this is VG Empire by the hi, way hi VG Empire biweekly ish uh, show about game music um, VG com or VG Empire on Twitter um, but we're doing Blaster Master because Blaster Master Zero just hit the 3DS and Switch, and I'm in kind of a mood for it, mm-hmm. and this is one of those games that has just great music all around Yeah, and- we,
1: we just played, like, Double Dragon 4, and it really gave me, like, I don't know, a hankering to follow up on the mm-hmm. series in the 80s. Yeah. I would have put Blaster Master in, like, I don't know, the top 10 or top 15 games representing the NES because it's yeah, so ambitious yeah. and so big and weird. Yeah. Uh, and, and succeeds in most all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. It's yep. hard to play now because it's so big. It's big and it, it's pretty challenging, especially as the further you go. Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah, at the time when we're still like, it, this is 88, so there's still like three years of NES left before the yeah. Super NES even shows up. So this is still a time when almost any game that comes out and is notable in any way it just feels completely different like Mega Man doesn't play even though they're all two dimensional and side scrolling like this doesn't feel like Metroid or Castlevania 2 despite the fact that the the giant tank jumping tank that you're in can get abilities drive on walls hover get different projectiles Um, it just looked and felt so different that everything just it was still this beautiful period where everything felt experimental mm-hmm. and weird yeah I mean um, like
2: the game is broken up into so many different yeah, parts yeah, like yeah. side scrolling top down yeah, and yeah. I don't know out of the going back I go through
1: uh, Jeremy Parrish is a great mm. series called Good Intentions and, mm-hmm. it, and it's just this one key to like my NES nostalgia that I forgot to unlock yeah. that we got it so late by the time it came the NES came here mm-hmm. they got to cherry pick like well these titles worked these didn't and of course my gateway drug was like everybody else's Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers in 88 so like when you when you look at Mario Brothers next to Mega Man or Blaster Master, it looks like an entire generation has gone through because yeah. they're not even yeah. like even that seems like an insane progression. Yeah, the detail is very... Super Mario Brothers were like four colors, very yeah. simple, and then to Mega Man was something with like profoundly different sprites, and then to Blaster Master, which is insane. Yeah, it's very detailed,
0: very cool, especially the top down when you get out of the yeah. the, the the tank called Sophia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tank is called Sophia, mm-hmm. but. When you get out, yeah, it goes to these top-down levels where you fight bosses and go through enemies, but you end up fighting... It's weird because the final boss mm-hmm. is on the box of the game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the boss is always, like, in against a the black background
1: or is yeah. that... Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, half-embedded in the wall. But they look, they look like, yeah. like top-down shooter bosses for the yeah. most yeah. part. Yeah. But yeah. I
2: always thought that was, like... It was probably to, like, save resources, totally. but I always thought that was the coolest thing. Right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: The, the, the battleground fades away, and it's yeah. just you in a black void fighting. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and that's partly, I guess, also to give them some extra detail. Maybe that saves... They they all are. Saves performance problem, maybe. Mm -hmm. But in Japan... So, if you know anything about Blaster Master, if Mm -hmm. you remember the game... You probably remember the story It's something to do about a kid and a frog and yes. you end up underground and then you get underground. Despite the fact you're underground, there's a sky and mountains and a forest <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm eight and I'm not going to ask that many questions. Yes. Which I'd... you hear to this music, this uh, creepy... Haunting. And, and it's this boy like, no, froggy, don't.
2: I <laughs> don't love jump you, that. frog. So that, that song is exclusive to the American version? Or? I guess
0: so. Maybe it was in the Japanese one but with a different opening uh, call.
2: Because uh, that reminds me a whole lot of... In Friday the 13th, on NES, when you're inside one of the the cabins, it's pretty much just da-da-da-da-da. Very haunting and
0: scary. Yeah, this is so creepy and weird. And this is also like a cutscene. Again, this is a year before Ninja Gaiden comes out in the US. Yeah, it was
1: one of the first cutscenes to open something.
0: There's not like text and moving pieces, Mm -hmm. but it was still like, wow, I'm invested in this story. Mm -hmm. Except in Japan, it is called Super Planetary War Record (laughs) (laughs) Metafight. And it's about on a on another planet called Sophia the Third in the mm-hmm. Epsilon Milky Way in the year 2052. And a space emperor has decided that he's going to take <laughs> so over everything.
2: So and the space, planet, space the planet and the tank have the same name.
0: I guess. That's Sophia that's the awkward. Third is the planet. And as far as I know, the tank is named Sophia as an acronym. I mean, it's not
1: like that premise doesn't sound interesting, too. Yeah. But I would argue that this is... <laughs> Having a surrogate like Jason makes this easy for a kid to imprint on. Uh, yeah. As someone who would like go and dig holes in the backyard hoping yeah, yeah. I'd th- fall through another world or an <laughs> Indiana Jones cave, I, I can... Imprint myself oh, on this yeah, a little yeah, better yeah. than like giant space saga, mm. I just get thrown in the mix of. Yeah, just no, it's me chasing <laughs> my dumb pet that I have in a jar, <laughs> and there's this world underneath me. I really, really like it.
2: It is like one of the few
1: things a child has ownership of. Yes, I own this frog. This yeah. frog is mine. It's yes. true,
2: taxes aren't mine. These the, For the next the house, few weeks, yes, this frog is mine. I don't even own the bed I sleep in, but this <laughs> frog
1: is all my responsibility. He stopped eating, he doesn't seem to like me.
0: <laughs> and you also mentioned Dave earlier, yeah. um, in a sec, <laughs> that uh, this. Adding this frog thing makes it stand out in a way that a kid would remember versus...
2: I wouldn't have remembered this if it was, yeah, some Intergalactic Senators
1: mandated that...
2: (laughs) How many games are you trying to save your pet frog? Yeah. This is
1: the only one. This one. In hindsight, it almost doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a lot to go through. And I have to... I don't know that they changed any of the sprites Mm -hmm. in the game, like bosses and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I have to assume the reason they chose a frog, Mm -hmm. and maybe this has already been reported on at some point, but is because there's bosses in the game. There's two frog bosses. like, oh. And maybe they're like, I don't know, maybe that's the thing. It's his. We already made the
2: sprite. Let's just re- reuse it. Yeah. Cause I it's don't like, like my kids. Let's have him
0: kill his friend. Because <laughs> like, you'd think you, like, he'd chase a dog or something. Yeah. A, a true American yeah. like hometown, oh, my dog fell in a hole. I got to go save my dog. But there's no dog enemy. so yeah. well, we got a frog. Yeah. Okay, cool. But then as a kid, in the, when I get to the game and I, fight, and I see a frog appear way mm. later in the game, it's like the third or fourth boss or whatever, I was like, but is that my frog? And there's no, of course, choice, there's man. no story to explain, like, oh, I'm did I kill my frog? <laughs> and I'm just going to go keep going? But what's interesting is this whole story is then turned into a novelization yes. in the early 90s, part of the Worlds of Power series. Uh, this author, FX9, whose real name <laughs> is uh, Seth Godin, hmm. uh, wrote books for, and I still own the Ninja Gaiden one, which I guess is by A.L. Singer. Uh, even though I swear FX nines on the cover, but uh,
1: I, I gotta read bases loaded two. <laughs> There's a base- second base novelization, <laughs> a
0: bases loaded two novelization, Metal Gear, Wizards and Warriors, Bionic Commando b- before Shadowgate, yeah. uh, and I had half of them. And Castlevania two is the only one I read that was set where a kid kind of gets <laughs> pulled into the mm-hmm. game or into a alternate world where Castlevania's real. I don't know. It's if it's still
2: like- less confusing than Castlevania two is in reality than the game itself. <laughs> it's
1: yeah. an 80s standby surrogate moment where they don't trust the audience enough to like dive headlong into spaceships. give them a human earth earth bound Mm -hmm. character to relate to again I use Master of the Universe as a horrible example couldn't set a couldn't set a movie in Eternia you had to bring them (laughs) to a US shopping mall
0: yeah and what's crazy is uh the, we'll get to it in a minute, but the PlayStation sequel called Blasting Again yeah. <laughs> decided to somewhat canonize Tome. some of these elements that <laughs> get the, the book, which is based off the U.S. localization, mm-hmm. particularly a character named Eve. Who that, mm-hmm. That's all I remember from reading the book is this other character named Eve. And as a kid, I'm like, this girl is not in the game. <laughs> Boo. Uh, but we'll go into a few songs from the original Blaster Master, which, again, was just such a crazy game where instead of playing as a, car- a human, you're playing as a, a tank that has wheels and can yeah. jump but you could get out of the car and run around as a little guy on the screen, or you would find these areas that you would then enter, and now it's top-down, it's a run-and-gun kind of game. But just very strange, very like sort of Metroid-y, where you get abilities that let you go other places, but still just such a bizarre thing where you're a jumping tank. It just looked really hmm. strange at the time. But what's also super notable is the composer Naoki Kodaka, who is just the Sunsoft composer extraordinaire uh worked on batman nes gremlins 2 Woo! fester's quest oh. journey to Cilius. uh all of these are outrageously good soundtracks on the nes and some of that i'll get into uh when we get back uh from this first batch of songs and this is area two area three and area six which are just different areas of blaster master they're just great classic nes music and all of these are good. That sounds a little, especially the last one, if it sounds a little richer, or maybe a little denser than a
2: 1980... It's hard to... imagine. I can't can't think of other (laughs) NES games where something fades in as something else is still playing. Yeah, and it's
0: very well done. And that is part of Kodaka and uh, his uh, sound programmers, um, I'll try to get all these right, Nobu Yukihara, Shinichi Seiya, and sometimes Naoshi Morota, who uh, all combined just... Killed it on the NES, and Kodaka had a quote. I don't remember where I got this quote because I pasted it so long ago in a <laughs> Word doc because I've been meaning to talk about this for so long. I don't remember where I got this. But Kodaka in an interview somewhere said, <clears throat> We always had the ambition to create sounds that no company had made before. We were the first to experiment with many ideas following our motto, Make the Famicom Sing. Hmm. For example, we experimented oh. with combining triangle waves and noise waves to make a drum sound, or we try mm. using delta-encoded samples for bass. We also created a fake reverb. The Famicom wasn't the kind of anyone-can-do-it programming common with MIDI instruments. The level of craftsmanship in a song was easy to hear. From my perspective as the composer, the sound programmers at Sunsoft then were like artisanal craftsmen with awe-inspiring abilities. And to... Master Master isn't the best case of this. I think a lot of it shows up later in Batman and Journey to Silius, which there's a really good YouTube uh, series that you can... or YouTube video, at least, that you can uh, follow, which I will open here. So this is... This is from Journey to Silius, and uh, it's the account... Gremlins. Huh? Yeah. I'm so gremlins, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah gremlins. Um, Sunsoft Bass and Melodic Samples. This is from the YouTube account Explode2A03. Uh, and just if you listen to this... Like, that's an NES. Wow. Incredible. So yeah, as they go, it just gets nuttier and nuttier. What they what they're able to pull this off. And one day I'll do a whole episode just about those games because where else would I put Fester's Quest? Uh, <laughs> and that music is nuts. The music, the Fester's Quest music is outrageously good. But uh, yeah, that's just Blaster Master is like kind of the beginning of like me raise, like pointing my sunglasses mm-hmm. down at the TV, mm-hmm. probably my Pizza Hut yeah. uh, themed sunglasses from Back to the Future mm-hmm. too. Uh, then looking at the screen in a uh, lecherous fashion. <laughs> going hey this music's pretty nice and it would only get better Uh, but we'll do two more songs from the original nes this is area seven which is probably the most thrashy nes Mm -hmm. song i can that can come to mind Mm -hmm. like just think imagine a band playing this and what the instrument stand-ins would be and it's like this is crazy Mm. uh people would be like moshing and breaking things and then after that is uh two boss tunes that are only 30 seconds but then i'll kind of mash them together uh, just to show you again, more of this like very fast percussion, up tempo. Just it's really intense, um, especially when you get to it in a game where otherwise the music was pretty mellow up to this point. But uh, this is uh, Area Seven and then boss tunes from Blaster Master. <laughs>
1: Ninja Turtles. I bought the last Whoa. one in a little bit, but then,
2: that first one sounded like a Dragon Force. Yeah, uh, we were thinking about trying to cover it yeah. as a band. That poor drummer. Yeah, just. Yeah. P- p-
0: p- uh, I, I feel like you need like the double foot pedal. Um, yeah, and then man, a bass guitar. It'd be nuts. But uh, what a great game! And can't uh, can't talk enough good things about it. And I really do
1: recommend Zero that just came out. I've been always meaning to to do long standing research on Sunsoft because I know I didn't play their entire catalog but yeah. the ones I did play are like this was an exceptional developer yeah. in yeah, every were... way in the 8-bit era and just fell off the map and and looking at them they still exist yeah. going to the Nintendo Switch appointment oh, yeah. an employee with a Sunsoft logo on a shirt which I have I didn't see in my like 8 years going to E3s like ever I didn't see a Sunsoft employee Yeah, what happened Sunsoft? Yeah I
0: know we did that for so long and it's mm-hmm. like that never happened and even when I go look try to look up like even on the wiki or I feel like you got to do some deeper diving. The the, the
1: the best I could tell is that they were a branch of a much larger Japanese corporation. So even though they might have stopped working, those people might have those people might have been folded into other aspects of the company. They never officially shut down. At, no, because yeah. Because they yeah. kept they kept the licenses on things like Blaster Master for a while. Because there's been a ton of Blaster Master. Games. A
0: division of Sun Electronics. Sun Electronics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's U.S. subsidiary operated S- under the name Sunset of America, mm-hmm. um, and it's been in business since 1971. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in the early NES days, outside of Blaster Master, like their licensed stuff with Batman, Adams Just Family, Gremlins—that was the big stuff. And as far as I know, uh, actually, no, I did I did true journalism for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh the Journey to Silius was <laughs> going to be a Terminator game based uh, on yes. Terminator One, and then put, I'm guessing that deal fell through at some yeah. point, and it was like, oh, well, it's this other game now. Then
1: look up the saga of Solar Man. Hmm.
0: Oof. Solar Jetman or... Solar, Solar Man. Oh, wait, Solar- that does sound familiar. It,
1: was, it looks to have been a Superman game. Uh, based oh, on, yes. Uh, if, if their Batman license is any indication, but that uh, didn't yeah. come to fruition, Solar Man.
0: And I'm not really talking about uh, Enemy Below or mm-hmm. Overdrive Blaster Master games, because Blaster Master Enemy Below was the Game Boy Color mm-hmm. port, and it was an NES a game, you know, there were a lot of NES games ported to Game Boy Color, mm-hmm. and... It was okay. It's just, again, like Super Mario Deluxe on the on the mm. Game Boy. It's just the the, the the screen on the Game Boy is not a TV screen. Yeah. It's the ratio and the, the dimensions are not a TV. So it's zoomed in, mm. and I think the whole game just moves a little slower. But for example... <laughs> and it's like... Yeah, more powerful well, hardware. How, how does this thing sound? Like well, Game Boy Color, time. not so much. Oh. But it just couldn't quite do the uh, original theme quite as nice. And you probably remember this.
1: Ah! Jesus. I'm
0: down. Uh, it's not not quite as nice. And then Blaster Master... Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Overdrive was a WiiWare game. Mm. And I try to... This is awful. Like, I was trying to find a nice way to dance around it. I didn't play this WiiWare game, but this is... Mm-hmm. Dis- oh, man. It is MIDI'd out, the, out the wazoo. The instrument. is very Super Nintendo, though. Yeah. no. This is. This is, uh. Oh, this makes me angry. <laughs> Jesus. The, ugh. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like a bad Super NES song with the fanfare, mm-hmm. though.
3: Okay.
0: Not a fan. But I, I won't touch those because those are mostly just the same soundtrack the same soundtrack again Mm -hmm. and neither one of them I think reviewed all that well to begin with so that leads to Blaster Master Mm 2 which was only released in America and is on the Sega Genesis Mm -hmm. uh, made by Software Creations so it's an entirely western made thing Uh, because the NES game did so well Mm -hmm. they're like well we should probably make another one but MetaFight in Japan I guess was not anywhere near Mm -hmm. the hit it was and Europe didn't really take to the NES kind of ever so it just wasn't a thing there So, Blaster Master 2 came out in the U.S. Uh, Tony Williams was the composer, and near as I can tell, it seemed like he mostly did arrangements for existing games. Mm. Uh, Or was composer for things like Separation Anxiety and Maximum Carnage, the two Ah. Spider-Man beat-em-ups, the Tick Genesis game, uh, Shadow of the Beast 1 and 2, but uh, composed the music for Blaster Master 2. And because it's a Western Genesis game, a lot of it is some of the Mm -hmm. stereotypical Western Genesis stuff Mm -hmm. you would expect, which is not generally my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And the game wasn't great either. Uh, But, I think I rented it once and was like, no. No, no, no. Uh, But similar gameplay where you're in a similar jumping car and you get out of the car and play as Jason and run around and blow things up. But, I did find a couple of tracks that were pretty decent and kind of More in tune with what I do like about Genesis music, and again, I'm not. The show is not anti Genesis music by any means. Although there's a lot of crap, but Super NES has some duds too. So, uh, but when Genesis is done right, it is exquisite. Like uh, I've been buying all the data disc uh, Sega vinyls. Like I listen to Outrun like once a week coming out of my speakers like Outrun is exceptional Outrun is exceptional Mm -hmm. and Streets of Rage 1 and 2 just Mm -hmm. crazy but I mean we've got 130 episodes of the show you you can find what else I had to say we'll do two songs from this and I believe this is stage 5 and 6 from Genesis Blaster Master 2 and composer Tony Williams again and we'll be back in just a minute The most, like, 1990 yeah. Genesis music I can imagine. I mean, not bad. No, no, no. no. And, and those are two that I do. Like, that was stage four and six, yeah. sorry. Uh, and there's different things that are good and bad about it, and there's some areas that I like more than others, and there's some songs that are like, I hate this one instrument in it, but if you yeah. just changed this noise to something else, this would be a pretty good song. Um, but, you know, we've talked about the state of Genesis music a lot on the site, and uh, or on the podcast, and... Hey, I like so much yeah. of it, it's just when it's, it's just about instrumentation, almost entirely just that, like whichever thing you chose. It seemed like very much of the era where it's like a sequel
2: that's made by a completely different developer, yeah. the music will sound completely different, there's no, no I yeah. couldn't, you know, through those two songs hear anything that reminded no. me of the original, no like notes or series of notes
0: that... No, you could common. take, yeah, yeah, you could take this music and put it in the Jurassic Park Genesis yeah. game, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably <laughs> Jurassic Park, right, I, I can't tell. Um, which again, we have a whole Jurassic mm. Park episode from uh, thirteen thousand years ago that we did uh, before Jurassic World was even a thing. Uh, so it remains. So when you go back and listen to that episode, it's like, why didn't they mention Jurassic World at all? Well, one, there were no games. Uh, hypothetical jerk. But number two, it wasn't uh, wasn't made. Uh, anyway, uh, blasting ahead is mm. blasting again Yay! in two thousand one. The PS one game that we recently played uh, on our yes. Twitch stream slash you know YouTube dot com slash Laser Time, mm. where you can find uh, the archive of it. And we did it on our poop show, mm. the bad games uh, that we play, and it's not great. It's not bad. It's just like,
3: it's not know. garbage.
2: Yeah, it's it's a budget game. It came yes. out at ten dollars, yeah. like uh, at the end of the PS1's life cycle when yep. they were doing that with like Spec Ops and like a couple other games. Yeah, they were like,
0: because uh, I was at Toys R Us at this yeah. point, and I remember it showing up in a bin and for nine ninety nine, yeah, two thousand one. My... The PS2 has been out for like six months, seven months at yeah. this point. Uh, the GameCube is. Mere months away, the Xbox Originals. Mere months away, the GBA is about to launch, and it's like here's this ten dollar Blaster mm. Master game, and I'm yeah. like, I have to buy this, yes. Yes. and then never played it. Truly
2: confounding. Game. I I did yeah. play yeah. it for a couple hours way back when, and, and yeah, it's just it's y- so you strange. know what yeah everything's just looks all the same, and like yeah you're they, underground, it's yeah. a lot of
0: caves, and and you end up getting different weapons for the for the or different vehicles, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's not just the same car, but so this does make canon the book. Where Eve is a that's character uh, who, in the book, I think, just helped Jason get through everything. And you fight the last boss. The, the villain in the book is called Plutonium Boss. Of course and, he is. Um, <laughs> he went to, he got his degree, man. Um, but it's developed by Sunsoft, released in the U.S. 2001, I think in Japan in late 2000. But uh, Jason and Eve, from the first game, mm-hmm. have kids. Of course. And Remember the, what I said about
1: imprinting uh, for your audience? <laughs> that's not the way yeah. to do it.
0: And the kids... <laughs> Then uh, our original this...
1: fans are now sixteen. Let's let's give them a child. <laughs>
0: yes, uh, and
1: now <laughs> let's imply a lot of sex <laughs> in this Blaster Master <laughs> game. Yeah, well, you know <laughs> they're
0: probably the only two people underground. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, nature's going to take its course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, even Jason are real now, and now their kids <laughs> go on this adventure. And yeah, it's not like it was because we went into it
1: going like here we go, and <laughs> it was like
0: oh this isn't garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just kind of bland. And... In a
1: way that a lot of PS1 games are.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's for, you know, like I said before,
2: for the budget, it's, yeah, it's actually, fine, but it's to... like, yeah, it's repeating mm-hmm. stuff. There's uh, We played for like an hour, mm-hmm. and you only hear one song, and yeah. it's one of the songs where nothing that happens in the world, <laughs> where it
0: will interrupt it. Loading screens, nothing. <laughs> it just keeps going. Uh, and I think uh, I was going to play that one, and I think yeah. this track actually has a brief reprise of the classic. You'll ah, hear the battle, yeah. the Blaster Master, kind of fading in and out. Yeah, there. I mean, it's a good song. It's so, yeah, the song's like, not bad to it. listen to
2: for now. Great
1: loading screens. And yeah. I
2: assume the that loading the screen's the pretty cool. yeah, yeah, you were you like running through like Chiron, like kind of uh, squares. It like better shit. be. They're very frequent. It's like <laughs> running into
0: Tempest Two
1: Thousand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're driving into.
0: But I, I assume that when you get to different worlds, there's different something songs. different. Yeah. yeah, but then you fight it. You fought a boss. And the boss was baffling where every limb and different screw and panel on this flying thing had a different health bar. They were, there's like
2: 16 life bars and they were the size of like, I wish I had a better comparison for this, but like... Dead rising text on an SDTV, where it's it, like I can't, I can't tell which one's which.
1: It looked like it looked like uh, unnecessary equalizer and 80 yeah. stereo. Oh yeah, were you like, like what, is what is all does any this, this mean? Like,
0: like I walk into a recording studio, I'm like, look, I'm sorry, my ass, you need all these knobs. Yeah. I don't buy it for a second. <laughs> like, all of these are going to stay on their presets for eternity. It, it, like, I did not expect
2: it from a budget game boss. Like, you have that many life bars. Yeah, yeah. That's, but that's a good point. Put for ten there.
0: bucks, I can't have many complaints because yeah. it is a competent video game. Uh, yeah. But it was just so strange. It's like, here's a Blaster Master game. You're like, again? Why? Because yeah. at this point, it had been over a decade since the original. And I am kind of omitting there was a game for Game Boy called Blaster Master Jr. Yeah. slash Blaster Master Boy, which isn't really a Blaster Master game. It was a spin off of Robo Warrior, hmm. which is a spin off of, I think, Bomberman. A uh, completely different kind of game. But when I got localized here, they're like, hey, that dude kind of looks <laughs> like the blaster master kid <laughs> how about that the well, box to blaster master... Sunsoft. dude the <laughs> box of blaster master boy is silly AF <laughs> uh, because it looks like the blaster master 2 box which is just yeah. green with a sphere on it with the words blaster master 2 again it's like you have a cool tank <laughs> with a giant cannon and four wheels and this thing looks like a, a, a just a badass 80s 90s like cybernetic warfare thing you didn't put that on the box that's catnip to a <laughs> ten year old like <laughs> yeah. I want to drive that no how about a I just learned how to use rudimentary 3D software and built bent a circle to make a globe and now I put the logo of the game on it anyway uh, that's not really, that's not a real Blaster Master game so from 2001 blasting again uh, this is track 1 and 2 and then uh, an area that I think is called Castle of Plants um, man but it's maybe it does get better. <laughs> I'm betting where it was brown, it's green. you're telling me the color green eventually shows up. <laughs> yeah, on? it was very dark and brown. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's three songs from Blasting Again. Which the more I dug into it, I'm like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of pretty decent music in this, and mm-hmm. I do recommend digging it up. And you can find the tracks on YouTube. But uh, we'll go into those three songs and be back. Is gonna blow uh, my speakers, uh, but yeah, it's uh, kind of nuts. Like it's so different from all the others, but mm-hmm. you do get that brief. Uh, hey, remember the first stage from Blaster Master? But man, that bass guitar—it's so. Uh, the other two Loungy. tunes are kind of their own thing, but that yeah, first... yeah, yeah.
2: And I mean, what I l- I kind of like is like this. And we did an episode a couple weeks or months ago about Tobal, yeah. where again, these are so- so- tunes that can kind of just be—they're they're not, yeah, any game, but they're also they're still electronic. Yeah. You know, not made, like, some instruments that are actual instruments being played in this, but it's still, a lot of it is just, you know, done on computers mm-hmm. and in a way that, you know, modern games with, like, Hans Zimmer style scores yeah, yeah. and all instrumentation and all that, It it's kind of its own thing in the PlayStation era where it's like, they didn't, they, Yeah, I mean, granted, with Tobal, it was like, they, the, the format was still new, Yeah, so that's why it sounds like that, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they're not doing... Big scores. This is I I, I would guess is a budget thing, like uh we can have our in house guy do it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not paying an orchestra or, or yeah, anything yeah, else.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of like uh Sega CDs, p- particularly Turbo Duo, PS one early days, like a lot of this renoise, I think mm, is yeah. the you can definitely tell it's made in that program. Yeah. Which I forever I thought uh, was Renoir. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh noise is in it. Risk Renoir. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then that program killed its family. But, uh. Tragic. Um but After that, uh, we get into, frankly, Blaster Master Zero, the most recent one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, really quick, though. The composer for that is uh, Satoshi Asano, who nearly I can tell worked on the Daffy Duck Foul Play for Game Boy Color (laughs) and uh, not much else. So Blaster Master.
1: That's that's a (laughs) mic drop. You don't have to do anything after a Daffy Duck (laughs) game like that. But there,
0: there was a released CD in Japan uh, of Blaster Master original soundtracks mm. nice. um, published by Wake Up Records, mm-hmm. released in May 21st of 2000. Again, VGMDB.net is un, We're, it's too good for this world. <laughs> the fact that that level of detail is available yeah. for this album is beautiful. Um, moving into the last part of the game... Of the show is uh, Blaster Master Zero that just came out this past week, uh, 2017, first game in seven years in this platform. Wow. Uh, and prior to 2010's Overdrive on the Wii U, on the WiiWare that I wasn't a fan of, it had been nine before wow. that. So it's just one of these franchises that just never gets. It, it's so many North Americans, particularly, know mm-hmm. this well, and it just never goes anywhere. Yeah, it just, never takes off. And that's
1: why I project that on what I think happened to Sunsoft. It was just a company that sort of lost interest in making games and. Waited for someone to come along and like. Well, you want to make something? <laughs> uh, we'll put a guy. We'll, we'll send a guy over.
0: Yeah, and in, and in this case, Inti Creates made this yeah. game. Uh, and Inti Creates, you should know for making uh, Mega Man Nine and Ten, mm-hmm. all the Mega Man Zero games back on the GBA, uh, Azure Striker Gunvolt. They're making Bloodstained, which is Igarashi's Castlevania analog. Um, the soundtrack for Zero is by Ippo Yamada, who worked mm-hmm. on all everything I just said. So the music is outrageous, and a few other composers as well contributing tracks. Uh, but Blaster Master Zero, I bought it on the Switch, and it's really fun. Damn. It feels just like a classic Blaster Master game. Inti creates, as you can tell by that pedigree, knows what they're Damn. doing with classic games. And the game is still brand new, so it was hard to find the soundtrack. I think it did release um, only very recently, officially, mm-hmm. so I think you can actually own this properly. Uh, but I grabbed the title screen uh, because it's just so NES Plus, uh, and it, it's telling the story, which I feel is a little too verbose. Uh <laughs> and i And I love and I can't I don't think it's on purpose as a joke of like how unnecessarily detailed the story is in the beginning. I'm just like guys, like it goes like. First, everyone blows everyone up, and then we have to dig into the ground to go live underground because the surface is so irradiated. And then a horrible ice age happens, and then hundreds of years go by, and then the ice age is over, and then everyone comes back up. Yeah. And then now, aliens land or something lands on Earth, but now we still have some cities underground. It's like, Jesus, just start somewhere. <laughs> you know you have Breath of the Wild on the same device. On the same yeah. day. Like, <laughs> you got to get to the point fast. I
1: know man. you want to make a cartoon, but it's still going to boil down to a kid with a magic watch, so yeah. like, there's, there's no need for all this stuff. That's either a, a Japanese mandate or a Switch mandate, because I don't dislike the... There's a lot you can pick apart about Bomber, Super Bomberman R, <laughs> but a, a wildly unnecessary story, at least told quickly. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: this one, and you can skip that. You're not you're not forced to sit through, yeah. but I was like, well, I want to know, because it's very NES <laughs> style. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, it'll be probably like 30 seconds, right? <laughs> <It's> like, no. <laughs> but uh, again, this music is great. The title screen, I love it. It comes in re- right away. It's like this great kind of beat to it. And after that is Area One, which is Inti, uh, Inti Creates take on that classic theme. So we will hear that again. This is their version. And if that is the first top down, mm-hmm. you're running around as the guy in the overworld in the overhead areas. Uh, this is the first track that really leapt out of me while I was playing. I was like, man, this is a lot of fun. Mm. Um, and these are all very early songs because I haven't got far enough to really dig into the soundtrack. But this is the title screen, Area One, and first dungeon area from Blaster Master Zero. Couldn't love it more. And you can really hear uh, the Mega Man 9 and 10 influence in there, I feel like. You yeah. can hear a lot of the, boo, boo, and, But it doesn't boo. portray, like, it is, what would what, what you say before, NES Plus? It felt, sort of, yeah, it yeah. feels very, like, the NES could not do this. Yeah, but, but it, in
2: your mind's eye, it was what the NES yeah, was yeah, doing yeah. back then. My mind's ear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I wish they hadn't have brought it out. I'm gonna be playing Breath of Wild for a while. Yeah. yeah. And I, there's gonna be a long time before anything else. I wish this just take two weeks. I know. Uh, my, yeah. I
2: I yeah. my finger was hovering over the button, and I'm like, do I want to already have a backlog on my <laughs> Switch?
0: Yeah. I, I bought it, and I because yeah. I specifically played it, and we may stream it um, mm-hmm. on our Twitch channel on this uh, this week. So by the time this episode goes up, ep- by the time this episode goes up, mm-hmm. we should have a archive of that mm-hmm. on our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. playing some Blaster Master Zero. It's very fun and it's on 3DS and Switch. What's really weird is I brought the Pro Controller for Switch, uh-huh. and Blaster Master does not support on its launch week that no. controller. They're patching it in. I think a- as of now it should work. Oh man! It was just so strange because anytime I would launch the game, the controller would just suddenly turn off. And I was like, huh? "What?" I didn't think
1: that would be a thing.
0: Yeah, and so I had to like I had to play it in handheld mode, yeah. which is fine because for that game it. Very mm-hmm. fitting. Well,
2: The good thing about Sunsoft is that they're patcher masters. Nope.
1: Hey, I bet, I bet they're <laughs> encountering it
0: for the first time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, but that's the show. You can uh, listen more to our. You can listen to our other episodes on VGEmpire.com, dot mm-hmm. uh, Episodes going back to twenty eleven. Uh, plenty of good stuff in there. Or VG Empire on Twitter. And uh, I do want to give a shout out to Pixelated Audio, another game music podcast. For my friend Brian, mm-hmm. uh, helped me out with some of the trying to figure out which songs from which and tracking down some songs. So uh, again. If VG Empire, when we skip weeks and stuff, you need another show, pixelated audio. Ah. Let me throw that out there to you. Um, but uh, other plugs, we are supported by Patreon.com slash laser Time, oh, which uh, Dave has a show on. Mm-hmm. That has, a, uh, has another niche topic of ours Yes, Pro
2: Wrestling. Cheap podcast, Pro Wrestling podcast. Uh, uh, within a few weeks, we'll be doing a WrestleMania episode based on WWE's biggest show of the year. And also... On Patreon, there's so many other cool things that you get for as low as five bucks a month. There's bonus time, the weekly bonus show, yeah. uh, commentaries on old cartoons, uh, TV shows like Power Rangers. Power Rangers this this yes. month
1: because uh the new movie the, <laughs> revisiting the first episode which was fucking rad.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, pro wrestling match commentaries and movie commentaries. Uh, I think we did we, we did Mad Max Free Road, mm. not the one with uh, Master Blaster and everything, but <laughs> uh, close enough. Um. And also, yeah, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Network, And, uh, yeah, we we have streamed Blaster Master blasting again
0: mm. on it. And uh, we just did a uh, laser time about tallest monsters mm. and the shortest monsters <laughs> because yeah. Kong uh, Skull Island just came out and we wanted to talk. Where's the irradiated frog land? I was, uh, <laughs> even at his irradiated size, he's not that big. I did realize I forgot the Cloverfield
1: monster. Mm. Uh, I'm
0: sure it would have been somewhere in that middle range where yeah. I couldn't find a good height. Uh, but someone already pointed out the giant claw from yeah, some yeah. 60s movie or 50s I wanna, movie. I want to look into that. But uh, our song taking us out is the ending from Blaster Master, which is just one of the best NES ending songs Ooh. of all time. It's just so, it starts very triumphant and uplifting, and then it goes full on into like, you yeah, did <laughs> uh, in a in a reflective ma- mm. manner, like triumphant, reflective, but slower. And then it goes full on like celebratory. Ah. It's great. Uh, but again, thanks for listening. VGMpar.com. We'll see you next time.